Um, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, the time is 2.01 Central. I am Judge Jones. Today is February the 14th, 2023. This is the docket for Houston, Texas. Next on this afternoon's docket, we have a couple of matters in the jointly administered cases under, hold on, I'm waiting for my computer to catch up. I could tell a joke, or we could just wait. Uh, the jointly administered cases under case number 23-90005, Party City Holdco. Folks, please don't forget to record your electronic appearance, even if you're in the courtroom today. A um, couple of mouse clicks, less than 20 seconds. You can do that at any time prior to the conclusion of the hearing, but that is the way that we will note your appearance today. If you step to the lectern to speak, either in the courtroom or virtually, if you would, please state your name and who you represent. That gives the court reporters a good point of reference in the event that a transcript request is made. Finally, we are recording this afternoon using court speak. We'll have the audio up on the docket shortly after the conclusion of the hearing this afternoon. All right. With that, who's taking lead this afternoon for the debtors? Uh, Your Honor, can you hear me? Yes, Mr. Zimmer, thank you. I was looking out in the courtroom. My apologies. Well, we, we will get to them very quickly, Your Honor, because I am, uh, well, first of all, Ken Zeman, Paul Weiss, Griffin, Wharton, Garrison, LLP, on behalf of uh, party city debtors. Um, Your Honor, I'm pleased to report that today's hearing hopefully will be rather smooth and relatively short. Um, I think most of the matters, not all, that were uh, on the agenda have, um, are the subject of the CNO. Your Honor has either entered an order or we're going to ask Your Honor to do so uh, today. Um, there's an emergency motion that's also pending today that's not reflected on the agenda that I'm going to turn the lectern over to Ms. Hopes in a moment to address. Just so I'd like to give yourself, Your Honor, and the participants here just a quick update. You know, the company filed back on January uh, 17th. Uh, I'd like to say that the landing and bankruptcy has been relatively smooth as they go. Uh, the company's been performing well on the business level, um, both seasonal and everyday goods, as we would call them. So seasonal, think of Super Bowl and Valentine's Day, uh, both of which have seen performance uh, above <clears throat> above norm in every day, our birthday and other celebrations and balloons and the like. And you know, the company is, is happy that um, the trend so far this year has been positive. Good. Uh, we did have a committee appointment. I see committee council is uh, on the phone. I'm sure they'd like to introduce themselves, so I'll allow them uh, to do that in just a second. I uh, would like to note for your honor and for the record, of course, that the financing hearing, which was originally scheduled for today, was adjourned at the request of the committee and with the consent of our dip lenders and uh, ad hoc stakeholder group uh, to, I believe, March 1. Uh, and we moved the uh, RSA and dip lending milestones accordingly out to March 3. So we'll be back before your honor in a couple of weeks, and hopefully, you know, we will be uh, on a consensual basis for that as well. I will note that the committee is, you would expect, requested a number of diligence items from the company and from the lenders, and to my knowledge, that uh, process is moving apace. So unless you have any more questions for me, I will turn it over to my colleagues in the courtroom. Uh, certainly. Let me go ahead, and obviously, Mr. Warner, I know well, but uh, Mr. Warner or Ms. Mackle, if you'd like to say anything on behalf of the committee. Um, good afternoon, Your Honor. Tia Mackle of Tukulti Singh, the only phone on of the committee. Can you hear me? Um, I will tell you, it's a, I can hear you just fine noise-wise, but there's... It's breaking up sort of every other word. If you have the ability, maybe 
set of um, earphones or just picking up the phone, that will that normally cures the problem. Okay, I will pick up the phone. Um, is that better? It's tremendously better. Thank you. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, well, thank you for um, those remarks um, to Mr. Zyman. I, I wanted to report that we have worked with Debtors Council to constructively address the issues that are on calendar and are happy to support the relief requested. And um, we're also pleased that the debtors and lenders have agreed to move the final bid hearing at our request, and we are working with them to, um, to hopefully resolve all the issues there. Got it. Thank you. And, Mr. Zimmer, let me just quick question. Did you get a new date for Mr. Alonzo, or, or that's the date you were looking for, and you were looking for me to give it to you? So I believe, I believe, no, I believe we have that date, Your Honor. I believe we've noticed it out Terrific. Thank you. All right. Uh, then with that, who now in the courtroom is taking lead? There you go. A game to the podium. Glad I could be here. Uh, good afternoon. Grace Heads of Paul Weiss, counsel to the proposed debtors. Um, I think we just have one remaining item on the agenda today, which as a point of clarification is on the agenda. Uh, this is not a separate motion. This is the no. emergency motion for the store closing procedures. And thank you for entering uh, the other item on the agenda, critical vendor. I very much appreciate your watching your phone. <laughs> well, actually, someone else let me know, but can't take all the credit. All right. So the remaining motion is the motion to establish store closing procedures. This was filed at docket 368. And before we begin, uh, I would ask that the court admit the declaration of David Orlovsky in support of the motion into evidence which is Exhibit 2 on our witness and exhibit list, which was filed at docket number 396. I believe that we've resolved all the informal objections that we've received to date, um, but if any party wishes to cross-examine Mr. Arlovsky, he is present in the courtroom today. Let, let's do this. There's a little bit of background noise. I was hoping to leave just the phone line unmuted, but that's not fair to you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to activate the hand-raising feature, folks. Needed just so that folks aren't interrupted. If you know you're going to be speaking, if you'd go ahead and give me a five star on your phone, I'll get you unmuted. Conference unmuted. Oops, didn't mean to do that. Conference muted. Ms. Mackel, can I can you just confirm for me that you can hear me and that I can hear you just to make sure I picked up your number? You did, if you can hear me. I can. And what was the prefix of your number? Because I'll go ahead and tag you so I'll know it's you the next time you're on. It's a 310 area code. Got it. Thank you. All right. Then with that, are there any objections to the admission of the declaration? that is found at docket number 396-2. Uh, right, it's admitted for purposes of today's hearing. Anyone wish to cross-examine the witness? I keep hoping, but today he's done. Thank you. Okay, great. So just as a brief summary, this motion would authorize the debtors to conduct store closing sales pursuant to the procedures that are attached to the proposed order. As uh, the court may be aware, the debtors currently operate 
around 776 retail stores throughout the United States. And as part of the restructuring process, they are working to right-size their store portfolio to align with industry trends and their go-forward business plan. The debtors do expect that brick-and-mortar will remain a critical part of their business, but these procedures would allow them to close certain stores that either are underperforming or no longer align with their business strategy. There are currently 12 stores that are slated for closing. There's a list attached to the motion and the order, and that's the stores to which these procedures would apply. And then the order contemplates that the debtors could notice additional stores for closing in the future at a later date in the cases with proper notice, and those stores would also then be able to be closed in accordance with these procedures. Finally, the order would allow the debtors to enter into a consulting agreement with Gordon Brothers. The companies worked with Gordon Brothers in the past with respect to store closing outside of bankruptcy, and their services would assist the debtors in closing the stores in an efficient way and in order to maximize value. Gordon Brothers would be compensated out of the gross proceeds of the store closing sales. We have received several informal objections and comments to the order and the procedures and filed a revised proposed order just earlier today to reflect these comments. That's at docket number 438. So I'm happy to address any questions or comments, or I can walk through the changes to the order if that would be helpful, but otherwise we would request that the court approve the motion and enter the order as revised. All right. Thank you. Anyone else wish to be heard? All right. Again, I do have two questions for you. But first, I've read through, I had time to read the revised order. It obviously is a balancing act, and I appreciate the approach to find the right balance. I am familiar with Gordon Brothers and how they operate. I don't have any concerns at all about the way that you propose to proceed forward. There is, let me find the language. Do you have a copy of the red line in front of you, or can you get one? I do have one. Okay. So there was a paragraph. Ah, it is numbered paragraph two. To the order? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And it says the master consulting agreement related documents may be immaterially modified, amended, or supplemented by the parties thereto in accordance with the terms thereof without further order of the court. I don't really have an objection to that, but just to give yourself cover, would you have any objection to providing those amendments to the committee? And here's my thought process, and I'm happy for you to push back if you think it's appropriate. Immaterially is somewhat subjective, right? But if you pass along an amendment and you think it's immaterial and the committee doesn't raise an objection, then it seems to me I've got parties coming at things from two different directions agreeing that the change is immaterial, and so I'm not going to be very open to hearing something later that says there was a material modification that should have been brought to you for change. Let me ask, does the committee have any objection to proceeding in that role? No, Your Honor, that's great. Thank you. And does the debtor have any objection to that? No objection. We're all about transparency. Okay. Totally appreciate that. And what we'll do when I come back is we'll just, you and I will just interlineate a sentence to paragraph two so you don't have to redo this. Okay. Okay. 
And then with respect to Gordon Brothers getting paid, I'm, I may very well be in here. I just didn't see. Is somewhere, is there an accounting record that could be reviewed by someone if, in fact, they wanted to see what had been paid to Gordon Brothers? I think the, the debtors, I mean, there's authority under paragraph one to pay them. Mm -hmm. um, I think the debtors would take the usual approach, which is to keep documented books and documented evidence of this on their books and records. Um, so are you referring to something like a, a matricy or something like that? No, I just simply, and I'm perfectly happy to take your word that it will be done. I simply wanted to make sure that there was an easily accessible record that if Mr. Ruff calls up and says, I really want to know how much has been paid to Gordon Brothers, or the committee shows up and says, I really want to know how much was paid to Gordon Brothers, mm -hmm. I don't want there to be a well, we're going to have to go back and recreate the accounting world for this. This is going to take weeks. Why do we have to do this? I want you to be able to say, sure, we'll send you over a schedule this afternoon. So long as you tell me that that's going to exist, I don't have any concerns at all. Okay. That, that's definitely doable, and, and we should be able to provide any party like the U.S. trustee upon request with evidence of the plan. I'm happy for you to say, no, you don't need to know that. I'll bring everybody <laughs> in, and I'll figure that out. I wanted you to be able to generate the information. That was that was the concern. Okay? Okay. All right. So let's do this. Anyone else wish to be heard? All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the order up on the screen. So you should see the order. I do. So all I was thinking about was something Okay with that? Sure. Any modifications, amendments, or supplementations will be promptly provided to the committee. Mm -hmm. I'm that happy to say counsel for the committee, or if you want different words, was just a starting place. That works for the debtors. Okay. And committee, okay with that? That works for the committee. Thank you. Okay. Then with that. Order has been signed and it is on its way to docketing. Okay. What else do we need to talk about? That's all that we have today. Um, thanks again for entering the other orders that were filed under CNO. And I didn't realize I was stealing your thunder. If I'd have known, I'd have waited. No, 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 no problem. Um, and we'll see you on March first. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Committee, have any issues or any any thing they need to raise?
No, right. Your Honor. Thank you. And thank you, everyone. And we'll be adjourned until 2.30. And folks, since it's 2.15, I'm going to sit right here. You're free to pack your stuff and leave whenever you wish. All right? Thank you. Thank you.